Uh, hi, hi, my name's Mark Grist. I live in the British city of Peterborough. I, I used to be an English teacher. I'm approaching middle age, and I really want to learn how to rap. So I'm back in my mate Ross's kitchen, <coughs> having returned from my meeting with the global head of music innovation, Stefan Lukic. So, um, Mexico went uh, well? That's Ross there, uh, ever the optimist. No, not well, exactly. Um, I mean, it wasn't the total train wreck. Just uh, two thirds of the train wrecked. <laughs> yeah, I made it. I made it back. Um, <laughs> most of the damage was internal. I think the at least you can say to yourself, uh, you know, I remembered my passport, and that's that's important. yeah, which hasn't always happened. To be fair, <laughs> which hasn't always happened. Just as a reminder, here's some of the choice criticisms I received. You're kind of screaming, also. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're screaming. You're too high. It doesn't make sense. But why are you doing this? You know, it's it's. Uh, I think it really goes to you. What do you want to be as an artist? Who is Mark Grist? So, who is Mark Grist? I, 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 I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, he, he did mean in the kind of, in the philosophical sense, right? I mean, like, you yeah. had a meeting with him. You hadn't just, like, run into his office wearing no, like, no, absolutely. a ski mask. Yeah, yeah, but, but at the same time, like, he knew my name. But we didn't know each other... That it's a big question, isn't it, yeah. to ask someone that you've only just met? Yeah, I mean that is that is why he's the head of global music innovation, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I guess so. You're not gonna have much time for small talk. I can't even get my head around the question. To be honest, I I don't think I don't think I can spend any time thinking about it. I'd rather just deal with the the simpler things that were in front of me, like Ali in the taxi was teaching me things that, that I thought were genuinely useful. When you're rapping or you're doing this song, yeah, you gotta focus always on that. Kick, snare, kick, snare. And don't kick, get distracted snare. by everything else because yeah. I've, I've definitely done that. And when you lot, do that, and when you get to learn that, your mind does it by itself eventually. And say we say, mama said no. Mama said no. Mama said, right. no. mama said no. Mama said no. Mama said no. Okay. Now say mama said no a different way. Mama said no. Different way? Mama said no. Different way? Mama said no. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I've been thinking about what Ali said since getting back from Mexico. And I've been spending 10 minutes every day just reading paragraphs out of books. Any books that are lying around over beats. Not worrying about the rhyming, just trying out my natural rhythm when talking and changing it up. Sometimes it sounds pretty cool. myself to be reading the news review. Decided to let the trance just happen. To go with the flow, make the most of my moment. Sometimes it doesn't. We were in a spare bedroom, covered in coats. He closed the door, pushed me against it, kissing my neck, sliding his hand up my skirt, murmuring, did we... Got quite exciting there. Um... Uh. <laughs> Bridget Jones mad about the boy might not have been the best choice. Uh. 
Uh, okay, so these do seem like useful things, right? I mean, has this, has this been any use for you? Yeah, do you know what? It, re- it really has. Like, yeah. I've, I feel more comfortable with, with a beat. Yeah. Uh, just doing the, 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 the patting the chest has made me feel like I'm more in control. I, I don't get as distracted by all the stuff that's going on in the beat when I'm trying to work with it. And the, reading the book stuff, I mean, I, I feel like I understand Bridget Jones's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a little bit more, but also, um, I I stopped worried about getting it wrong because it wasn't my words anyway. So I could just I could just play about with the beat a, a bit like I I felt when I started recording. You always follow the same rhythms a lot of the time when you talk to people every, every day, and you get used to kind of talking and communicating in, in in a limited number of rhythms. And and doing this gave me license to sound a bit different and, mm. and try different things. So yeah, I thought yeah. it was cool. And you know what? I'm going to do more of it. In what way are you going to do more? Right. Well, I used to be an English teacher. Like I do, it's a craft. And I, and I think there are people I can find who can teach me this and, and help me get better. So I started thinking about how I could build in a deadline <laughs> um, to this. I'm going to release a mixtape or I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to put my, my first mixtape out. Okay. I'm once, once I've, recorded seven episodes of this yeah right so this is our second one at the end of seven episodes I'll bring out a mixtape there are some great MCs in in the, in this country like reasonably living reasonably close to Peterborough I, I can learn from them if they will talk to you if yeah if they will if they will talk but okay yeah I've actually got my first person that I can meet with who his name's Tony. He's without a doubt one of the best, best rappers I've ever seen. Is he a friend of yours? Uh, yeah, sort sort of. Uh, he he slagged me off in a rap battle once. Uh, he. <laughs> All right, I think it's time I told you about Tony and and how we know each other. Ever since I was a kid, I loved writing. I loved hip hop too, but when it came to writing, what I really enjoyed doing uh, was writing poems. I wrote poems for my friends, poems for my family, poems for girlfriends. When I moved to Peterborough to start my first teaching job, I wrote poems for my students, fellow teachers, and I performed poems in my spare time at open mic nights all around the city. Around about this time, I was also thinking about what my students were writing. Lots of them were writing hip hop lyrics and sharing them in private away from adults, just, you know, with their mates, some went into rap battles and things. And whilst what they were writing wasn't poetry, it wasn't far off. And so one year I decided I wanted to learn more about it. And so in secret, I signed up for a local rap battle tournament. I, I turned up at a local nightclub wearing the suit that I'd wear in the classroom and I started competing against a few local MCs. I I wasn't great at it, but you know what? I wasn't that bad at it either. I think I managed to do a lot better than people expected. Battling used to be mostly freestyle, but these days it's pre-prepared. You get a set amount of time to write and remember some content. There's no beat, so the format, it's a bit like writing an offensive poem about someone. In the end, I made it through to the grand final of the East of England King of the Mic competition, which I, I, I lost. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. I felt like I learned a lot as well. Um, since then, I've had a few rap battles here and there, and a bunch of them have gone viral. Mostly because I think an English teacher rap battling in a suit has a bit of novelty value to it. 
but um, it means that so far I've had about 10 million views for my rap battles online. Which I know is a lot. If you search for my name, Mark Grist, on YouTube, you can check some of those battles out. Uh, they've, they've picked up some traction. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, all right, this isn't my first rodeo. It's more like my fifth rodeo, or maybe my sixth. Back to Tony, though. Okay, so we first met the first time I went to try and battle for a huge league in the UK called Don't Flop. Yo, Tony D, poisonous poets, don't flop drops, take two. Beamer Benz Bentley, Bagnall Blizz Bam, you know how we're doing it, look. Alright, I'm at the top of top, I'm supreme behind bars, man, a pen murder, ink like Gotti squad, on the job, man, I've been putting that work in, a rhymer since a minor, I've been good at that words ting, raw rolling paper, and a sprinkle of that herbs ting, space that you can't even consider him my earthling, I'm bugging out, way above the clouds, it rained lightning and thunder any time my brother touching down. The way tone spitting is a masterclass. See these is dope writings, really crafting bars. Then the way the flow mixing that his heart is art come together like bones knitting in the plaster cast. He's really good. He's really good. <laughs> he's really he's really good. Oh shit. He's really good. Tony has been writing for years. He wrote and performed as part of a very respected collective in the UK called Poison Pen Poets. He's put out more tracks than I've written poems, and he definitely knows how to rap. Now, I mucked about with battling for a couple of years as a bit of a novelty act, but Tony? Well, well Tony started the same time as me in Don't Flop, and he ended up winning the Don't Flop title. Not only that, but over the following years, he had to defend that title against challenger after challenger, and he did. He beat every single one of them. He never lost in all that time. Like, yeah. yeah, I've battled Shotty, Osh, that Ark, um, Charlie Clips, Ill Mac, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal. There's no one else, there's no, other than like a Hollow the Don or a Loaded Lux, there's no one in England that's left for me to really battle. No. Um, that's active. I've battled Dialect, um, Yunnan, yeah, Shocks, everybody, that like Raptor. I've battled everyone. In the end, having defeated everyone that was up for the shot, Tony had no choice but to retire undefeated. So there's no really, the only thing would be just for these for newcomers coming in. And they, they got, I've got far more to lose than they have. And it's just so much, I remember what it's like to be really hungry, to actually like to want to take somebody's head off. I haven't felt like that for years, like in terms of a, in terms of a battle, like I'm going to go in and chew somebody up. Whereas when you're young and you've got nothing to lose and you're up and coming, you've got that hunger. And I'm not trying to be the punching bag for, you know what I mean? I've got a nice name and a nice reputation. I don't want to get you spoiled by some hurry come up, you know? <laughs> now, we always got on really well at events. So I was sort of surprised when he mentioned me during a title match. It was during a title defence against Definition. Now, Definition had battled me previously to battling Tony. Wait, what does he say? I, I can play it to you. Like, hang on. Yo! You went from golden boy to the guy they don't employ. I for one am overjoyed and I hope your fucking soul's destroyed. Oh. Don't flop staff meetings coming like old people's residence. The name death in the background, but nobody wants to mention it. <laughs> I mean, 
disaster came over. They put sensor on it, sharpish. So can't censor, even though we did the last shit. Arcane, censor. Bender put an arcs list. Ill Mac me, Soros matter, saw a pattern that you can't miss. Listen, fourth birthday weekend, rap battle superstar shit. A title match. DNA censor, that shotty verse R shit. Bam versus bullets, that event had some bars miss. And the opponent for my dumb flop title. That was Mark Gris. <laughs> He basically attacks Definition's credibility by saying, to even be given an opponent like me, he's not a proper MC. Okay, but he does kind of have a point though, because, uh, you know, you're not a rapper. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But it, I thought it might be interesting to have a chat with him about it though. Yeah, you've got to. I'm going to show some of your content, uh, play some of your content, but I really want to play from where you battled Definition, because I think it's an important point, right? When you're battling him for the title, you yeah. use me as a punchline, right? Use the fact that he battled me as, uh, and you get a hit off it. And man, I've li look, yeah. you get a palpable hit. You're not like you 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 say you land it and the crowd is silent, right? So I think it's yeah. So I think it's an interesting thing for us to discuss this. If we're talking about like the 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 skills that you have as an MC and how they might not be similar to mine. So my question is, why? Why does it? Why does that land? Like using using me as that as that punchline as an insult for an MC in a rap battle. That is a great question. <laughs> and I knew um, I wanted to get you on the spot like this to ask you because I think you're you're a nice guy. But I think there's like I think there's a valid. I'm, I'm not offended at all. I absolutely. But I think I'd like to. I like like to like know why that's a good punchline. Why a good punch? Okay. Um, well, I don't actually remember the punch at all. I'm, I'm sure if I went on to battle someone and then you just battled Mark Grisby, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically like, yeah, you've done like amazing stuff and then his opponent to, before this match yeah. was, was, was me and, and, and the fact that I'm a poet and not, and not a battler. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that works for like in a couple of reasons. It works in terms of, in terms of what hip hop is. Um, mm. It's like hip hop comes from a place and a time of people that had very little. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Did yeah. Absolutely nothing. So it was built from the ground up. So the only thing you really had was pride, ego. That, that's all you had to defend. So in doing that, you either had to be the best rapper or the toughest guy, or maybe you made the most money. Um, there's things like, I grew up doing certain things. I grew up just committing crime, doing bits and pieces things that make you real in a certain aspect. Mm. Then by the same token, I got into, I'm into hip hop and I became like, I'm, I'm a big name in the year, not a big name, but I'm, I'm doing all right in the UK. My skills recognized as being an MC, a real MC. Um, and those two things are very important in terms of how you're perceived within the culture. It, don't get me wrong, you can just be a cool guy. You can go to school and do everything and, and, and be cool. And that's no problem, excellent. But it gives you, in, in the world, in the circles that we move in, it gives you a little bit more credibility if there are things you have done or you do or uh, that are illegal. So there, my, 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 my credentials can't be questioned there. Then in terms of rap, they can't be questioned because I did it the right way. I did, you know what I mean? I didn't try to make a commercial pop song and just burst and come onto the scene, some happy-go-lucky thing. I went into ciphers. I sat, I practiced my craft. I freestyled for years and years and years before I ever wrote anything down. Mm. So there are things that people expect from a rapper. And if you're in battle rap, 
like I think the rap part sometimes gets lost, especially in the UK. The part that is actually because there's people that battle mm. that do not rap. Um, so the rap part kind of gets a bit lost. So I I know I can make a point of saying, listen, I rap. I'm one of the only people here that rap on the level that rap is supposed to be done on. Mm. So my opponents are this and this. This is what I get because I rap. You get poets. You get middle class white guys like who, who just can they can they can rhyme. They can put words together, but they can't rap the way I can rap. And I think everyone in the crowd understands that to some to to a degree. There's going to be people in the crowd that are you. You understand? There's mm. going to be people in the crowd whose life is far more applicable to you and your affairs than it is to mine. But even they would understand how, how what that line means. Mm. This is a big thing that Tony's talking about. Tony's saying there are two fundamental elements to rap. One of them is a lack of privilege, and the other is having proficient skill. Neither one of these are things that I have, and the second one is the only one that I could even work on. So at this point, I don't even know whether it's okay to be continuing this. So how about this? What if I write, I write, I write a sixteen or some sixteens, and I I came over to you and and bef- and and tried them out with you, you know, and saw what you thought of them. Like I could try that, and then and then we could we could have a look at them together. Yeah, I'm fully down for that. I'm fully down. We can definitely do that. And as I said, it, it's good for you to be able to hear the back and forth to sound how you sound on the beat, on the exact same beat that I sound following you, and then you go again. Yeah. Or however it's gonna go, um, but yeah, just to hear the contrast in 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 okay, like how different is it? Is it is it majorly different? Is it do I just need to tweak bits here and there? Yeah, like, yeah. but you'll find that out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's a good process anyway. It's a good process to go through. I think rap is a, is a very cathartic process, and you learn a lot about yourself. I mean, you do in writing in general. Whatever you put out on the paper, you you learn about yourself as you go. To me, I try to keep it me at all times. It, it, it's got to be. There's no sense in me trying to write. I can't write you a rhyme about quantum physics because I don't know anything about quantum physics. It's not. It's not my speciality. Like my speciality is me. The things I like, or the things I see, or the things I've done, or the things I think about. Those are. I, it's got to be honest to you. But you're really good at um at kind of like swinging these punches that are consistently just going like I'm good at this. You know, like I'm like showing up. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's one of, it, it's the number one, I think the, the first rule of rap, as I said earlier, it comes from a people that have nothing. So you just boast about yourself, about the bit that you have got. If all you've got is a rapping talent, then you better like utilize that to the best. So I'm a better MC than you because I'm better. And then it becomes, it comes away from the term of just MC and it becomes, I'm a better person than you because there's far more you can do with I'm a better person. Like I'm just better in life at general, in general than you are okay. and it, that I can do that all day long in my sleep um, but it, again it's just an extension of your own you've got to look at the things that you're good at well then take that and exaggerate it the problem is I'm not good at rapping that is like that's the that's the fundamental thing that I'm, <laughs> I've, I've identified that we have all identified that like you know a few hundred people in a nightclub all identified like within that rap battle like I can't do it very well but I can find other things that I can I can find other things to brag about, but like sometimes I do yeah. quite like you can just fucking go 
mad in, in rap, right? You can you can say stuff that's yeah. that's Oh yeah, you can you can be completely off the wall and out of this world. You can say the most outlandish things ever and no one even thinks twice. You know what I mean? No one uh, they, they don't even bat an eyelid at the, the no matter how ridiculous it may sound or when if you read it written down how it might look yeah. compared to when someone says it and the whole crowd just goes uh or like every <laughs> yeah. listener just knows yeah that's a line right there and you you look at it and you think well that's ridiculous it's just hyperbole and it, it's it's in the extreme of it, it doesn't even make sense to a to a certain degree but it makes perfect sense because this is how good i am i take you to that limit I'll do that. I'll do two sixteens. I'll do one sixteen, and I'll I'll go. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that, and then I'll do another sixteen when I really try and go for it and go nuts. And we, yeah, <laughs> if we could go back to back, we, let's let's hear how it sounds, man. That would be. Um, I feel like that would be a, a big step up for me to try and put that together anyway. So yeah, let's try it. Okay, so first off, how am I going to write sixteen bars out of the tracks I played to Stefan? Three of them didn't even have a full 16. Not only do I have to find out what I'm good at, I need to have the confidence to brag about it. It's not just about knowing what I am, but it's also about knowing what I'm not. And then, when I've written both sets of 16, I've got to take them and perform them up against the UK's undefeated battle rap champion. Next time on Mark Can't Rap. They call me Dungeon Master. Hope you brung your plasters. Don't your buddies look chaotic hanging from my rafters? Well, as your mother, it's much easier to say what you're not good at. Monster raving loony party. And the rhyme was concentrated fruit and barley. Oh, he's a bastard for that. <laughs> this podcast was written by me, Mark Grist, and produced by Ross Sutherland. Uh, you can listen to Ross's podcast, Imaginary Advice, online as well. We've attached a link in the description to the show. This podcast is supported by Arts Council England. Thanks for listening.